The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at MayMayJewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E-Jewelry.com. Hello, and thank you for joining us for We Think Collective Podcast. I'm Heidi, and I'm joined by... Rina May. Yes, yes. And we're so excited this week because we have some special guests joining us all the way from Brooklyn. Woo! Hey, <laughs> Carmina and Caduce from Camera Ready. And we're super excited to get into all kinds of like energetic conversations with you guys today. Uh, Definitely energetic. We're so excited over here all the time. It's funny. I just did another podcast interview today and, and she was like, what gets you the most excited? You're always excited. It's like, you're excited about everything. I'm like, yes. So life in general gets her excited. Yeah, it is. It's, part, it's probably part of your gift. You have a really uh, bountiful energy. Ooh, good word. Mm-hmm. Totally use bountiful for you, Carmina. Yes. yes. So I'm excited I, too. <laughs> I got a question out the gates right now. So we start off with something on our podcast called, what are you obsessed with right now? It could be literally anything. So Carmina and Caduce, I want to know what y'all obsessed with right now. Ooh, cauliflower rice. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And uh, like fancy mushrooms. I've been grilling a lot of really like those mushrooms with weird names. Mm. And uh, and this man's face, my husband's face (laughs) and his smile. I'm obsessed with your smile. We just got married four months ago. So (laughs) I'm going to say the same thing back. That's how I'm feeling. Very newlywed like over here. Basking in the love. You guys can see them smiling at each other. I mean, so (laughs) cute. It's kind of hard not to feel it like pulsing in your heart. Uh, I mean, I'm blushing. Okay. I'm blushing over here. (laughs) So, you know what else I'm obsessed with? We, we've been watching this new show. I don't know how new it is, but it's new for us. It's called The Good Place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, I've heard um, of it. What's her name? So Kristen Bell? Funny. Yeah, Kristen Bell. Yeah. And this amazing imagination around what heaven could be like. Mm-hmm. And, with all uh, the Froyo frozen yogurt places everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we actually saw that when we went on a one of those tours at Universal Studios and they have the set there and, and you'll see it. Oh, on the, that's guys, cool. Next time you come to LA, you want to be tourists, you can go on the Universal <laughs> Studios tour. Heck yeah. We were just in Amsterdam and actually felt like that was the good place for us. Yeah, it was so beautiful. You're like, is this place real? I just wanted to like, touch everyone's face <laughs> to see if they were real because it was so beautiful so like warm and everyone's in their bikes so it's it's so stunning and then you could smoke weed everywhere <laughs> so there's that which Carmina, is great. my question to you is what kind of mushrooms did you eat in amsterdam i mean they have really specialty mushrooms there are yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Uh, I did walk by a couple of kids that were pretty messed up. So <laughs> if I had any thought of doing anything outside of weed, then that took it away for sure. Their, their eyes were like so wide. It was crazy. But we do <laughs> love mushroom coffee, not psychedelic mushrooms. But 
the, the, the beneficial mushrooms for our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard a lot about the healing powers and healing properties of mushrooms and how they all have different benefits. The lion's mane and the Reiki mushrooms. There's so many good ones. Well, I mean, I have told Rena a bit about you guys because obviously I've been I've known you for a long time, Caduce, and I met Carmina through you. Um, I actually met her through your words before I even actually got to meet her in in person um, because he had told me about you and was, you know, very excited about this new woman in his life at the time and just the different vibe that he was um, experiencing with you. And it was right before you guys moved in together. And, um, and so I've been watching, you know, your relationship, and then I got to take part in your camera ready workshop, which we'll definitely get into. Um, So Caduce and Carmina have a business together called camera ready. So we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yeah, I got to hear more about your story. And Carmina, I don't know how how much you've followed We Think Collective or the conversations we've had over the last year. But one of the big themes has been along the lines of feminine energy and feminine leadership and learning how us as women, how can we stand in our power better and be a part of creating the new paradigm that will help bring transformation and healing to the world. Yes. Yes. Yes? No big deal. (laughs) No big deal. (laughs) Hey, and you know, our, our, how our work in this may be to, to touch two people. It may be to touch 2 million. It may be, we don't know. We're not attached to that. But what I do know is you guys share in that mission on, on another level with a lot of focus and you personally, Carmina, when I first got to know you and, and I heard your story as a woman around how you and, and Caduce transitioned from friendship into romantic, it captured my attention and so I was hoping maybe you would share a little bit about that here with Rena and the rest of our audience. Is that cool? Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. Okay. Cause we're just kind of feeling all the love vibes right now. Yeah. Some of that. I would love that. Yeah. One day, one day I will definitely turn this into a book, uh, a love book, but for now, yes. Uh, I did a transformational training with women called Grace that our mentor created. Her name is Krista Petty Raymer. And during that workshop, uh, we did a lot of deep work around waking up our sacred feminine and really owning our power, uh, owning our power when we're soft, seeing that as a superpower and not just when we're like, yeah, let's go, let's do this, but also when we're soft and, and we want to just meditate and chill. And so uh, in, that, in that training, once I opened up and I totally woke up my sacred feminine on Sunday, he came to the graduation and I was so open that when I, when he was walking in, he felt a pull towards me mm-hmm. and he came towards me. And in that moment, and he celebrated me and he was coming just as a, as a friend, I'll let you tell your, your part mm-hmm. of the story. But as far as me, I got a huge hit and download that this was my husband and we had been friends for eight years already. And so once I heard that it like ignited a fire inside of me and I was committed to manifesting it, however it would happen. And, uh, but I also had a loud voice tell me 
but don't take any action. Don't step into your masculine. He's got to come to you. And I got a question. Did that voice sound like Ted Danson from The Good Place? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, no. I don't think it has a specific voice. For this. <laughs> If it it sounds like, really cool. <laughs> like Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. More like Morgan Freeman. Okay, okay. Don't be the man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> I love that so much, and I love that distinction. Um, okay, that I you ha- felt guided to I be receptive. I have a question, okay, because yeah. this is the first time I'm hearing the story. Was there anything about you that was all like, yeah, but... We'll see. Like, was there doubt? Was there skepticism in your you a little bit? Like, how, what were those feelings that came up for you? There was zero doubt, zero skepticism. There was fear. Okay. There was no doubt. There was so much certainty. It was like, this is happening. It already happened. It was like, it already it's already written. It already happened. How it's going to happen, I don't care. But fear kicked in of, of like if I was to pursue it or start dreaming about it or start, you know, really moving forward towards the manifestation of it, what if it doesn't happen? You know, that fear that kicks in when we do basically anything (laughs) (laughs) and then we, you know, just put it aside and keep going. But fear for sure came up. Did you let him know these things? I let him know two months after. So that happened. And then, yeah. And the the thing is, in the midst of this moment was the fact that I was actually dating somebody. And so I was genuinely just there platonically wanting to support these women doing this work. Cause at that point I was a total fan of self-development and I had done the male version of this workshop for women. Mm-hmm. And so it was like the solidarity that had me there. And, and it just so happened that I did feel that pull to come over to Carmina. But at that point she was like my sister. I'll show you solidarity in this. Yeah. So, so as this was happening, I was actually not thinking any romantic mm-hmm. thoughts because I was very, very committed trying to make this relationship work with this other woman. It was about three months into it. And I, I thought there was enough there to, to at least have the blinders on and not entertain what this spark might mean. So in that moment, even though I was feeling a lot of feelings, no question about it, I wasn't making them mean that I needed to start dating her quite yet. Mm-hmm. I was really giving this other woman a chance. And so it was a little complicated. It, you know, it, could, it could have been really smooth, I suppose, had I not been in this other relationship. You would have been clear for yeah. takeoff with yeah. saying all the things. But I think she has a really respectful way about her. She's very, very humble and kind and thoughtful about other people. And so she didn't bulldoze into this and, and make it complicated for me uh, and, and make it obviously a competitive situation for this other woman. So, so she didn't, you, she me. didn't give you an ultimatum or tell you like, Oh, we've been friends for eight years and now I have these feelings. And so you better do something about it or it's over. Yeah, right? I could have done a bunch of other things that I probably would have done years prior. <laughs> Thank God for that training. <laughs> Yeah, uh, one of my really dear friends played a song for me and she because we were already now in the process of like visualizing Mm -hmm. right and like making it happen so she told all her girls she told all her all her homegirls about this we're like that must have been kind of vulnerable for you carmina to share that with them 
It was, it was. And you know, not one of them was like, oh, well, mm-hmm. you might want to think about <laughs> like, he's dating someone or what? No, they all dove in with me and we went straight into activating our superpowers and manifesting it. Love Did it. some of them have voodoo dolls of no, this other woman no, and like no. poking her or anything like that? We don't um, need voodoo dolls. Oh, no. so, uh, yeah, so she, during one of these visualizations, this girlfriend of mine, she played me this song and she said, just close your eyes and imagine him. He's going to sing this to you. This is your soulmate song. What's the song? Can we hear it? It's called When I Get My Hands on You by White Basement Tapes. So good. Uh, it's no, like she's not going to sing it for us right now. It's I like butter on breakfast toast. You know what I'm saying? It's just so good. Yeah. Mm. It's wow. And what did that do for you? It gave me trust. I was thinking I was going back and it forth. Gave you thrust. like. It gave me power, but it didn't give me power because I, you know, I create my own power, but it gave me trust. trust. And like, it allowed me to take my time that it was happening regardless. Because the song is a man singing to a woman mm-hmm. or a man singing to his lover. Mm-hmm. And so I was in, in you know, receiving that yeah. message. Yeah. And I felt it all over my body. And so I texted it to him and I said, play this for your queen. I promise you she'll melt. And I really meant it because this this song, I want every woman to be dedicated to this song. It's so beautiful. And I also thought, even if he marries this woman, I know for certain he's going to be my husband. It's okay. He'll they're gonna leave each other one day and then we'll be together. Did you did you really think you're gonna wait it out? Like what what if totally what if I married this other woman? Would you have would you have just stayed celibate? No, probably not. Oh, come, come on, come on, look at this woman. I mean, She's not staying celibate. Kill your You want to hear? Yeah, baby, I would have waited for you forever. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. See, come that's, on. that's pick up on the on the hint. <laughs> So, so can I ask you, because, you know, as, as our 13 listeners hear this, right? Sorry, guys, we're, we're waiting for a bigger audience soon. But Carmina, what did it feel like for you? Because I think a lot of people experience this. And you're right. I think the fear comes up in the questions of the what if and what if he doesn't like you, whatever, whatever. What if he does marry this other woman? Am I going to wait? But there were feelings you definitely felt. And can you kind of pinpoint what it felt like for you? So if a, another woman's kind of feeling it, but thinking she may be a little crazy, thinking it may be like, you know, like in love a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's, it's, are you are you saying how did she know? What did she feel that she knew she could trust it that yeah, much? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. dive with me into yeah. that. I would say like for for someone to be able to really recognize because I thought I had that same feeling with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're asking me. Yeah. And the difference was that with those other people, it was produced by my mind. And with him, it was not. Something else mm-hmm. told me, something else screamed at me. There was a fire my soul. Ted Danson. Ted Danson from The Good Place <laughs> was really Danson, loud that day. He was just loud and clear. And Morgan Freeman all in a megaphone. <laughs> Mix it together. I got good goosies down my back right now. So Woo! I know yeah. how that good that feels. So yeah. I want to I go back into something that you talked about earlier. And 
First off, let me just mention that Caduce, by the way, we talked about the way of the superior man on our last season. And you're one of the guys who had actually recommended that as a book that I may want to read as a woman many years ago. Um, and so thank you. We read it. It was we triggering did. and it was awesome. We <laughs> yes. got a lot out of it, but definitely triggered. But one of the big things, um, <laughs> just for real, one of the big things we got on that, listening to that, and then as it became kind of a catalyst on, on our own journey um, in exploring the feminine was around what you had talked about, Carmina, was the voice told you, don't push on it. Be Stay in the receptive. Stay in the feminine receptivity and allow for and trust that it's going to come in. He's mm-hmm. going to take the action. That's the mm-hmm. natural way. And that's not even just that like women can't be forceful or powerful, but like you said, that our power sometimes can be in that softness and can be in that receptivity. And so I kind of wanted to just find out more about how that experience was for you, Caduce, as a man to now have, obviously you had this other woman, you had feelings sparking inside of you that you honored, or you wouldn't have gone over and been present for her in that moment. And then for her then to remain as this, soft, receptive energy, still your friend, still giving you the loving, not any attachment, but this trust and commitment. How did that feel for you? And how did it trigger? What did it trigger for you in your masculine? Mm -hmm. Well, it allowed space for my masculine to enter, right? Because if she had jumped in all over that feeling and said, here's the deal, (laughs) I'm in love with you. I think you should be in love with me. Um, My masculine would not have had any space to be activated. It would have been kind of smothered by her masculine. And I would have needed to be completely in my feminine to receive it. And I can't say that at that point in my evolution, I would have been altogether receptive in that feminine space to say, heck, yes. Yeah. (laughs) So because that's, of course, how the feminine sounds, right? The mask. I mean, <laughs> if I was in my feminine, it would be like, hell yes. <laughs> I think that's how. No, we'd be like, yes, queen. Yes, yes queen. Yes. 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 <laughs> you never like me sounding like that. No. See? no, you know, and it's not like we're saying that that uh, it it only works if you know the woman does not approach the man and the right. and the man approaches the woman. That's not it at all. I am attracted to, and what works for me is an alpha male and what works for him and what he's attracted to is a feminine female. And so like, there are a lot of couples that the woman is way more masculine than the man Mm -hmm. or whatever it is with same sex couples. uh, And that's okay, but they really should know that if they initiate, they're going to attract a feminine man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this isn't like an absolute, but the tendency is that 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 polarity is in place, and mm-hmm. sometimes it, it changes right from one person to the other. So sometimes it may not be that the person's always in their masculine, always getting after it, being the initiator. Uh, but maybe there's a moment of that, and then so long as the other person is in in then their feminine in that moment where there is that initiation, then. It could be a really sweet dance Mm -hmm. and and something can spark there. But uh, if there isn't that ability to to be in that polarity, if one person is being masculine, the other person is being masculine, then what happens is basically like a budding of the masculines. 
There's what do you no. mean you're choosing me? You're choosing me? I got to choose you, though. No, I choose you. Because I'm the masculine. I decided. <laughs> <laughs> so, thankfully, <laughs> she was in her feminine about it and allowed for this other relationship to kind of play itself out because it did within a week of her sending me that song. I, I actually really sat with that song because it didn't actually occur to me as something that needed to be sent along to this woman I was dating. When she yeah. said, send this along to your queen, I didn't resonate with that. I didn't she think wasn't your queen. she wasn't my queen. It didn't Girl, connect. I wish she was doing that was my subconscious Beyonce that did that. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it worked. And mm-hmm. I ended up breaking up with this other woman that week, that same week I got the video. I was, I was trying to reconcile why I'm not feeling like passing so long. And I was like, well, if three months in, I'm not feeling like that, then I'm at this point pretty clear that I'm going to be wasting both of our time if I don't break up with her. So then, yeah, we broke up. And then the next week, there was actually a Grace Revealed, which is that workshop for men that I was helping to lead. Mm-hmm. And then she came out to the graduation for that and came in front of me and celebrated the work that we'd got done as men. And so it was like the shoe was on the other foot. And I got to be very present in that moment to all of the energy that she had been cultivating about us. And she was in tears, actually, yeah. uh, very emotional. And you got to picture the scene. Like this is <laughs> a, a self-development workshop with dim lighting at that point. A facilitator on the microphone with music, like yes. Enya playing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Vibes were really high. So it's not just her, like, bawling in a room full of people not bawling with her, right? Like, there's a lot of crying going sure. on. Sure. I'm weird, but I'm not that yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that being said, though, there was a lot of emotion that felt really grounded in something other than I had experienced with her. So I was just starting to realize that something else was occurring between us. Mm-hmm. But I still couldn't pinpoint that it was romantic. I just thought, wow, like clearly we need to hang out more <laughs> or you something. Yeah, I was like, we barely hang out this point, uh, like a sister, yeah. but we don't really spend much time. So then I thought, you know what? I'm going to invite her out to this event that I'm hosting called The Shine. It was an event that my friend Light Watkins put together and is still doing. Uh, now he's hosting it, but at the time he was kind of timid to host it himself. So he had me hosting it and I invited her out. And that night I started to get aware of what was happening on, on some level. Still not romantic, but like, ooh, like, She's very interesting, yeah. you know, and uh, she came out cool this whole time. <laughs> were you just like, yeah, daddy, just come to me. You know what I mean? Like, were you just playing it cool? Yeah. God. Just breathing through it because I would feel so much when I was in front of him. I started realizing that during the shine, we say the body leads and then the mind starts catching up, mm-hmm. but the body will definitely lead. And so during that event, his body would just come towards me like, he was hosting it. He was emceeing it on stage. And when I got there, he like got off or like moved from the front and like came to get me, you know, from the entrance. And it was def- I could definitely see and feel that his body was like running towards me. But his his mind took a little bit. Too- <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just to give you some context here, we had been friends yeah. for over eight years. Yeah. 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 Always there's, big, there's always a lot to consider when you're friends with someone and you honor that relationship and you want to make yeah. sure you're not, you know, oh, getting man. the wrong cues maybe or letting, you know, sexual lust or anything like that get get in the mix. And you're like, hey, wait, what's happening? But it sounds like it wasn't 
no. something necessarily that was sexual. It just sounds like it was energetic and that your yeah. spirits were kind of like, yo, this needs to go down. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it or was go up as the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> In solidarity. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely right. something that completely exploded after that. But the fear, the fear kicked in before we were on our way to Joshua tree. And that's when I finally said it. So I held all of this information for two months and then I invited him on a retreat and everything like exploded out of my mouth. I felt like everything that I'd been holding in for two months, I felt it come up and it was so painful because I'm so Heidi, you know me well. I'm so transparent. I can't like hold back. And it was like right here on my throat. Let's, let's paint the picture though. So we're, <laughs> we're, we're driving from LA to Joshua Tree to do this retreat. Mm -hmm. This is the first- As friends. As friends. She invited me to come out. I was like, yeah, I need a retreat. Let's do this. And, and at that point, I was starting to get really interested in spending more time and not labeling it quite yet. So there we are. We're driving. It's just the two of us in this car ride on the way to Joshua Tree. And we start talking about these mutual friends that we have. And there's all these beautiful men that we have as mutual friends. And so I'm, I'm, I'm like, have you not slept with any of them? Yeah, they're hot. You know? And, and she's like, no, but it's different with you. And I said, what? Did you? What? What did you just say? Like, <laughs> I, was, I haven't slept with you before. What do you, what do you, you mean it's different, different with me? List. You were definitely right. on a different list. Right. Yeah. So that was the first spill of what she had been holding mm -hmm. on to and mm -hmm. holding space for. And How did that uh, make you feel, Caduce, when you heard her say that? Well, it was at first like a curveball, you know, and I, and I had been in the friend zone so long that I, I basically had completely frozen this area of my body like you know i'm pointing <laughs> to my crotch i'd like put it on ice when it yeah. came to her uh just for my own self-preservation and my own sanity and so at that point it took some time to thaw it out i i i was full of questions i'm like how did we get here though because you were like my sister up until you said that <laughs> and, and uh so yeah it was like a game of 20 questions at that point i was just like okay so when did it change for you? And then she described what happened for that night, the graduation. And I'm so grateful that you're so open and that you've done so much work because I do see if this would have happened way back, like three years into our friendship, there's no way mm -hmm. or who knows, but I don't see that there was a way. Yeah. And it complicates things a little bit that I actually knew her ex-boyfriend. Like He's her main the one I would call to like, Hey, please help me out with this dude. Knock some sense into him. Like, please, Caduce, help me with the with my exes. It was so interesting. Yeah, I would sit with her over a smoothie and console her about this guy who's cheating on her, right? Mm. Meanwhile, in the back of my head, truly, <laughs> I'm thinking, break up with his ass to get with me. <laughs> uh, but I'm not saying that because I'm a polite Canadian. And so I was just being... <laughs> You know, this shoulder for her to, to, to cry on in a sense. That's and then when you started the icing your crotch area, you know, I mean, when a girl yeah, starts that, talking that to you about the other guy, you just freeze it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Exactly. I literally have a couple of ice bags in my <laughs> underwear that day and um, I make it work, you know, and yeah. and, <laughs> do what you and do. on the other side, I'm also talking to her boyfriend at the time about taking that transformational yeah. training so that he can transform into the man that actually deserves this queen. Mm -hmm. So I'm like playing both those roles right. and, and so entrenched in the friend zone in that way. 
And so, yeah, absolutely. When she tells me that she's attracted to me and that she's, she's seeing me as her soulmate now, I'm like, um, cannot compute, cannot <laughs> compute. You know, like it was boggling my mind. So a lot of questions on that drive. <laughs> you know what I love about that? Um, a few things, but you know how you were saying, Carmina, that you, you felt to be in the receptive and you used the word pursuit. And, and I've been thinking about this a lot uh, throughout our experience, not just thinking it, practicing it and experience it. And partly it started with taking the camera ready with you guys and learning, you know, the importance of being vulnerable and communicating from that space and going there, going deep, finding those moments when I was about to edit and keep it shallow and then not doing that, going deep anyway, you know? So it started with that. So thanks for that gift. And we're definitely, um, yes. yeah, if you guys haven't checked out camera ready now, you definitely should camera ready now.com. It's their workshop. It, it is for people who are, you know, speakers and coaches and on-camera personalities, but the reality is the benefits of what you get out of it are life. It's you guys are transformation coaches. That's what you do, and and it, it, the the impact goes that deep. Um, but for me, in practicing and experiencing being in this feminine energy, what I'm finding is that the leadership, and in your case, your leadership wasn't. You didn't pursue him. You didn't like. You know take him, ask him out on a date, tell him, I want to kick it. You didn't try to seduce him. You know what I mean? You didn't do any of that shit. That's not what the feminine power was, right? You no. did though, make yourself, you, you gave yourself a safe space. You invited him on the retreat, right? As a Ooh, friend yeah. with no attachment. And mm -hmm. then on that retreat, on that drive, you were vulnerable and you opened up and you spoke your truth. And there's leadership in that. You didn't ask him to do anything or tell him to do anything, but you created a space and an opening for him to have those those questions that would come up for him to be able to ask them, you know, for his masculine mind to then make the decision about what kind of purpose and and direction he wanted to take it in. But you created oh, that space. Yeah. Yes completely opened my heart in a way that I hadn't before. So yeah, it was like that vulnerability opens us up in order for other things or people can really come in, like you said. Mm -hmm. So great. Yeah, it's such a great breakdown to hear that like that. Thank you for that reflection. And and, and within that, there's a lot of courage that she had. Yeah. There's definitely that oh, willingness. Oh, so scary. Oh my God. Yeah, because it could have gone a different way. It could have made the rest of the trip awkward as fuck. Totally. Imagine. What, if, what if your question had been like, wow, I mean, I just, I really care about you, but I just, I don't see that. I don't Ooh. feel it. Yeah, yeah. that would have been devastating. <laughs> oh, it hurts me just by to think way, about it. So happy thoughts, happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, it, 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 was, it was definitely in the balance as I was mm -hmm. asking those questions because I don't think I had the level of courage within me that she had in that moment to actually explore it un unless I, I, you know, I, really? I felt into it and, and, and kind of tiptoed into, which is what I did. I mean, I asked a bajillion questions until my head checked off another, enough boxes. And yeah. then once we got to Joshua tree and the retreat center, this was nighttime at that point. So the stars were out. It was really beautiful. And I remember parking the car in front of the retreat center. And again, my body led and like involuntarily jumped out of the car because I, 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 I had the sense that she got so vulnerable mm -hmm. that in that moment, she needed to be held. Yeah. She needed to be like really, really Aww. affirmed in what just happened. So I ran around the car, opened her door, and grabbed her into a hug. 
Mm-hmm. And that was, that was another like box to check to where I felt really at home in the hug. Yeah. It wasn't like almost like a, a consolation hug. It no. was more like a confirmation. It was hug. like a coming home Woo! hug. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. We came, came home. home. Yep. Exactly. That's it. That was the most I home have chicken ever skin. My, all the hairs on my arms are standing up just hearing you say that. It's so funny. That's how you know it's right. Cause it yeah. is, it's so much energy thing. You guys are on the other side of the country right now telling us this story. And I know Rena felt it too. Cause that's how I, I am just, ready to burp. P.S. My burping <clears throat> is really good. People get chicken skin. I burp a lot. Burping brings happy thoughts. You remember in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, how he had to get down from stealing the bubbles? They had to burp. Burping's, burping's real. Oh, so when you're moved by something, you burp? Oh, yeah. Like if I feel like I have a huge thing in my stomach right now that I'm ready to burp out really big and my burping is my happy thoughts. Nice. Wow. Kind of I love it. Yeah, it's it's really, it's a new modality that I'm I'm really sinking into and it's kind of fucking cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Burping. Love it. I won a burping contest in high school. Girl, I know why. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love yeah. that. <laughs> so you guys, I have like when Heidi said yes, you guys are coming, I had like a million zillion questions. Cause one of the things that I really, really love about you guys is that you do such profound work together, mm-hmm. right? Which is rare as a mm-hmm. couple to do it. Together. And challenging. Yeah. It's a unique challenge to work um, with one another. And one of the things that my dad said to me recently, probably in the last year, he said, Rena, you know what? With a man, I want you to be with someone that always wants to spend time with you, that always mm-hmm. wants to spend time with you. And when I see two people that work together, you guys obviously had that and you share that. So I want to know what your dynamic is in your relationship is spending time together and working together and playing together. And and what what does that look like for you? And what meaning do you guys give that together in your marriage? Yeah, I, I think it's actually a really fundamental part of, of what had us fall in love in the first place because we had this similar passion for self-development. We had the same mentor that supported us in developing as facilitators and coaches. So that was such a big connector for us. That was the mm-hmm. thing that we would talk about the most at first was, was that shared passion mm-hmm. around supporting people with, with transformational trainings and coaching. And, and so the fact that we, we did have that similar trajectory in the work where we fell in love with around the same time, had that same mentorship, uh, literally we're on the exact same trajectory. And so the, the I remember seeing her facilitate a workshop for the first time. And it was a flow state workshop that she Mm -hmm. developed. She designed this curriculum. I was blown away. I was like, Oh my God. And I respect her (laughs) and she's very talented and she's brilliant. So that that's the foundation of our relationship. Mm -hmm. And so to work together seemed like a natural thing. I imagine some people who happen to be in love don't necessarily have that level of respect for each other's craft or that commonality in the craft that they want to pursue, mm-hmm. but we did. And yeah. so, so in that was definitely a beautiful foundation. Now, are there challenges within that? Because maybe I have a different idea one day of how we should do this. Just because we have the same mentor doesn't mean that we're always going to want to do the same kind of thing. Right. right. That definitely comes up. She has a different vision for an exercise that she wants to go next in the training or whatever. So, so we have those moments and that's when I get to pet my ego. <laughs> it's going to be okay. 
It's gonna be okay. I've named my ego Sweet Sweet Mickey. I say Sweet Mickey. <laughs> if you want to be a happy happy husband in a happy relationship, you just go ahead and simmer down now. Simmer, simmer down, Sweet Mickey. Simmer down. Yeah. You yeah. know, an, an uncle of mine. What you're speaking into, an uncle of mine that you met was saying that the secret in marriage and a long-lasting marriage, all of my uncles and aunts have been married forever in Mexico. And uh, he said that, that you need to admire each other, mm-hmm. that there needs to be admiration. And yeah. so we are really blessed to be able to see each other on our own quote-unquote stage. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that have different talents and different visions and they excel, these couples, in their visions or careers or whatever, they don't get to see each other because they're both working on separate things. So I get to see him in front of the room. He gets to see me in front of the room when we facilitate our trainings. And we're like, it's like the most amazing superstar in front of me, you know? So it's really sexy. Yeah, there's one one snapshot I want to give you uh, because I always like dropping it into a real life scenario. So there's a moment where we were in a training recently. It was a Camaretti training. And there was a participant that I was coaching and he wasn't quite getting what I was putting down. Like it was, <laughs> it was definitely something that needed a different approach. Mm-hmm. And then she swoops in and this is the beauty of having a co-facilitator by the way. And also someone who has a, a different sensibility. She swooped in, got the track that I was going down, but communicated it in a different way mm-hmm. and absolutely had him understand what it is that was going on. Right. And so that's, that was like an example of where it's, it's so amazing to work with her. There's that yin and yang dynamic. And so some things that she's coaching somebody on may not connect and I'll swoop in. And so mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing that really works well. I mean, I imagine that's why, you know, we love boy bands so much or, you know, whatever. Like there's that thing. Like, you like, mm-hmm. I don't. Okay. Yeah, Who does? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> She's like, clarify for the record, yeah, I'm please. Still, I'm still <laughs> fucked up about the Backstreet Boys breaking up. I don't know about y'all. Everybody. Uh, Sorry. You can yeah. come the block with yeah. Oh. <laughs> so what Heidi and, and I call what you have is, so a lot of people call, well, we're known as Panda now. Um, Heidi's black, I'm white, and we make a beautiful <laughs> panda together, obviously, right? But it's the same kind of thing. She has these amazing gifts and talents that just complement my gifts and talents. And I think because we have the same trajectory of where we, the message that we want to send into the world, mm-hmm. it, it's so like, this is probably the first real panda I've ever found, you know, in, <laughs> in, a, in a business working relationship, which I've taken seven years to find a business partner. Like this was not yeah. something, you know, but I too opened my feminine heart chakra to receive because yeah. I've been super masculine. I've been doing this business by myself. I'm going to do it. We're going to do it. And then this sweet angel panda comes into my life. She's like, well, what if I did it with you? How could it be better? And I'm like, duh, it just yeah. makes sense. It yeah. just made sense. It is about that yin yang. And I think, um, a lot of it is about the complete acceptance of the other person. Like you talk about respect and admiration. Absolutely. That's an essential. And I think that when you truly respect and admire one another, you really can accept the differences. So like you said, Caduce, you not only just accept it, you celebrate it to the point Mm -hmm. where it's like, she has a different 
a mechanism or modality that she might apply. And they're so cute. They're all giving each other googly eyes, you guys. Um, you know, Hi, I'm getting comes, googly eyes. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> thanks, Panda. But you, you accept each other and, and, and celebrate each other. And by doing that, you create the space for them to really shine. And they do the same for you. I also mm -hmm. thought of Esther Perel, who always talks about like attraction and desire and how often it's triggered when you see your partner in that flow state, in their state of genius. And so for you guys, probably a good omen for your marriage that you'll get to see that all the time and get turned on. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. It's so good. It's so good. It really is. And yeah, I'm excited about talking about it more. This has been great talking about it because we don't really get to kind of zoom out enough. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. I think anytime we're just in it, I don't think we fully appreciate mm -hmm. what a panda it is. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think it takes this kind of a conversation to like actually get perspective on, oh yeah, that's right. We are in a beautiful partnership Yeah, because we're sometimes so caught up in the weeds. I mean, we're yeah. like, I was just handling business for the past couple of hours. Yeah. And sometimes I don't feel romantic. And, mm -hmm. and you know, we're, we're working on website copy and stuff like that. And it's like, God, not our zone of genius. You know what right. I mean? Just, and I feel romantic all day, every day. <laughs> but that's part of the, <laughs> that's part of the beauty of the feminine, right? Is that for us, that's something that stays as a core center focus. And for men, oftentimes, or for the masculine energy, I should say, it's a little bit more that purpose driven, that goal driven. And so that can be a good balance when we when we do that well. And I'm sure you guys have your moments, like you mentioned, Carmina, that you're an alpha female, I, I get it, you're looking at two of them. Um, and so I think when you're an alpha female, you have that same masculine drive and the, the masculine energy is there. And, and it, I'm sure it comes up sometimes in your in your conversations around business where your masculine comes up and you have a drive and a purpose and a goal that you want to accomplish. And maybe in that moment, he's in a different energy and he's feeling romantic. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. in the training room is where my masculine shows up the most when I'm doing camera ready. Uh, and that's where sometimes we clash mm. because it, it takes him a little bit to like surrender that masculine and, and to move to his feminine when I'm like a lion in the room. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and recently in the last like three, you've held a really beautiful space when, when I step into my masculine. But in the beginning, we were definitely like crashing because it was two masculines. And so it was yeah. a lot of fire. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it, what's great is that we, we would at least have the awareness about what was happening to not have that spill out for the students to experience, you know? Yeah, so yeah. what would end up happening is, is we'd be on a break, right? Like the students would go on and get lunch or something like that. And meanwhile, we would be in like a closet off it to out. the side, <laughs> like banging on each other, arguing. No, no, not like that. No, no, no. You, you would be banging on each other. <laughs> we, were, we were being very unkind in a couple conversations. Yeah, but that sounds physical. Banging, yeah, that sounds like we're fighting. No, I'm, I mean, like, metaphorically speaking, we were okay. banging on each other. Yeah. But yeah, and, and it's something that Negotiating. takes a while to get to that place. And uh, I think it's, it says a lot about like the habituated patterns that we were both in. I think you had a lot of momentum in your alpha. You had a lot of momentum in, in that way of being, and I did too. And, um, and it worked to a certain degree, but in a collaboration, it, it is imperative that there becomes a, more of a fluidity around the things mm -hmm. that we've held so precious that we think it's this idea, it's so good or, or whatever. Because yeah. I know I definitely had a lot of rigid and very fixed opinions about certain things and the way this should go. 
And, and I guess what you're speaking to is that like, at first I just was not willing to surrender yeah. that these ideas may not be the best ideas. Yeah. You yeah, had to put sweet Mickey in check a little bit. Yeah. So I, I have a question for each of you. Yeah. It's the same question, but if you can answer it separately, I'd appreciate it. Yeah. Caduce as a man and Carmina as a woman, what do you feel that you're bringing into this relationship that is next level 5D that you are consciously have brought in that you didn't have awareness of before that has made this so sexually amazing in every way, not just physical, but mind fucking mm-hmm. to every other kind of way. Mm-hmm. I love that you just dropped the sexual bomb in there, though. I'm like, all right, let's go there. <laughs> let's, let's. Uh, hello. Hello. For, for me, it's... Uh, <laughs> Curiosity, mysticism, and adventure. Mm, yummy. And what do you mean by mysticism? Ener- like I send you energy all the time. Mm. And sometimes it's like to open you up. Sometimes <laughs> I'm just like. The implication what? is that I'm close sometimes. I <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's Sweet not Mickey, about you. I'm just sending you. I'm just constantly sending you. Or for brilliance or for I, I use a lot of magical powers yeah i do girl i'm biting my tongue right now and i only bite my tongue between my teeth when it's real real like truth yeah. energy like it, it, yeah do you see it out i do this my body is <laughs> weird my body does all these weird things when i feel something so i just want to let you know <laughs> so she's doing yeah. she's doing magic on your relationship caduce you're well, welcome yeah, she, she's you're made welcome. me a believer She's made me a believer in that because I don't think I was really all together sipping the woo-woo juice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I was definitely a little more science-based and not really too into mysticism. I, I thought it was it was really nice. It was like a nice idea, uh, but I just I just didn't really buy into it. But I actually see how she she is a walking embodiment of that. Like there there is there is a, there is a clear correlation for me now based in the way she is. And what she exudes out and how I see it ripple in real time. Shit. We can almost do a whole podcast on women's mysticism and how you're receiving it and how you were skeptical and thought it was nice. Gosh. Woo. Sorry. <laughs> I just thought about that because a lot of men that I date right now, they like they they see me and they feel me and they're all like, That's cute. That's nice. I don't know if it's real. Is there a scientific journal that proves that energy that you're feeling? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. actually, yes, there is. It's in Harvard, <laughs> Harvard, <laughs> Oxford, you name it. I can find you a study. Um, that's just what I get into. Cause I'm kind of in that. I like to be that bridge between the two. Like I, I have this gift of kind of the belief and the positivity and the magic, but I also really like to ground it in, yeah. in truth. Um, and that's not to say that magic isn't truth. It's just that sometimes there there actually is empirical data to back it up for us. And why not use that if it's there? Um, so what about you, Caduce? What did you bring in that was different? Fact well, sexual chocolate. Definitely an openness mm-hmm. for the mysticism that she was just referring to. Uh-huh. Right? Like asking the question, so what do you mean by that? Rather than just kind of in the back of my mind writing it off mm. uh, and, and just kind of nodding and saying, oh, yeah, that's nice, like I would have done before. So definitely an openness and I think allowing more of uh, a primal part of me to come out as well, because mm-hmm. she is a spicy Latina <laughs> in all of the ways uh-huh. that one can be spicy. And so I kind of knew at the beginning of this relationship, 
I'm going to need to get real primal with this one. <laughs> In order to hold her attention or to keep up or why? What, what told yeah, you you I needed mean, that? I, well, at first, I think it was, it was there naturally because of the novelty of it. I think mm-hmm. the first two years, our sex life was, was great. And then there was this, this next phase that involved us working together professionally for the first time. We launched Camera Ready. So we started to have that dynamic taking away from it just being a purely romantic relationship. And so that was when I started to get aware of how intentional I need to be to actually prioritize romance, prioritize bringing out that, that sexual part that mm-hmm. was starting to actually fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. I mean, truth be told, the first year of operating Camera Ready was really challenging for us on the romance side. Mm-hmm. It vented into it altogether. I mean, we, we wouldn't have sex for weeks uh, whereas before the first two years, we were pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the past, you know, six to eight months, we've really worked at prioritizing romance, having that balance. So balance is another thing that I'm bringing in this relationship that I wasn't before because I, I, I think my default was workaholic. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, that very, very classic man, like purpose driven, I'm going to go out and do the thing, make the impact. Do the things, all the things. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and, and then in the meantime, have, you know, really abysmal personal life. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so really finding that balance has been mm-hmm. key and, and realizing the value of investing in the personal life, prioritizing romance and seeing how it actually affects the work too. Like that's the thing. It's kind of this win-win now that I've realized, oh, I was actually burning out at this point in my career because of the lack of balance. Right. I booked out a couple times in my career and thought I needed to quit things or actually did quit things because of that tendency of not having balance. So now I see how taking the time week to week, day to day, makes it so that I'll never burn out. Right. She is like this built-in sustainability system for She's like a generator. Yeah, exactly. A yeah. generator. She I'm is your generator. She is not a dead battery, okay? She is definitely not a dead battery. <laughs> I really love that you you talked about that, the primal part, and and I don't want to put words in your, your mouth, but what it sounds like is you owned your responsibility in keeping that romance a priority, and, and you realized that as a man... You sometimes we've talked about this on a podcast too, and it's part of what was sparked by reading that book, The Way of the Superior Man. Um, sometimes what a woman needs, especially when we're in our masculine and we're in that work mode and all of that stuff, is we need a man to bring that primal energy or our partner or whoever um, to bring that primal energy and kind of, I, I want to use the word break and break us out of our mental because that's not the natural feminine place for us to be and we're not as receptive there and bring us back into our body. And it sometimes takes that primal kind of energy to do that. If you try to do it from your head, we stay up here in our heads and then we're just all up in our head and all the polarity has gone and all that vibe and energy is gone. And then the softness is what a man wants to be received by, right? But sometimes I think that there's always been this pressure, like as women, we have to go be superwoman, blah, 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 blah. And then the softness thing is like, first of all, most of us weren't taught how to do it in the first place. It's natural though, and it will come out if the man knows how to use his masculine power to help us access that. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you know how to do that for your queen. That's good. Yeah, totally. And and I think it's, it's, it's 
in part about leadership, actually. Mm -hmm. It's about feeling like somebody's at the wheel, mm -hmm. right? And I, and I think that there, there was definitely a time where I was more in the question than at the wheel, right? Mm -hmm. Like when we were starting Camera Ready, I was wondering whether it was ready to go. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, but the website isn't quite there. Mm -hmm. We got to dial in this, that, and the third. And I was kind of like, kind of a bit of analysis paralysis. And, and then she took the wheel and was like, let's just go. Let's put it out there. Let's do a thing. Let's do a training. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and it just was one of those things that really worked. Uh, and I think it affected then our dynamic on the personal front because mm -hmm. she was in her masculine within that. Right. And then I felt like I was kind of along for the, for her ride, mm -hmm. which put me out of where I'm in my most powerful state, which yeah. is that leadership role. And, and I think leadership looks a lot of different ways. So I think we're speaking specifically to that part that is um, kind of on the masculine side. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many shades of gray in this too, and how yeah. important it is for us all to access every aspect totally. of what we're talking about here. We all have every aspect in us. And then it's a question of, okay, accessing it when it's wanted and needed, knowing it's there, knowing how to access it and, 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 and just go from there. And so I think it was definitely a, a huge awareness around, okay, when I see her activating her masculine, trusting that she's going in a direction that I want to go along with mm -hmm. and I let her lead because that's important. You know, I, I do think that there's been a really insidious patriarchy that's held us all down for far too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and men need to take it upon ourselves to make women our co-founders, mm -hmm. to make a point of having more women at the table yeah. and then actually letting them lead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think this is a really important conversation. You know, I think mm -hmm. I look, when I look at Donald Trump and I don't want to talk about him too much because he's already got enough energy around him, but I think that he's the classic case of what happens when patriarchy is allowed to run amok. Mm -hmm. It's that idea that like, men are somehow superior. We need, we get to be louder. We get to be this, that, and that. They're all these like really bullshit antiquated ways of being in the world. And women are, I think even more equipped than us to be leaders because there's a higher level of sensitivity in women that comes pretty naturally. Y'all are more communicative. Y'all are more willing to, 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 to see both sides, to be empathetic, all these qualities that are actually fundamental to being a great leader. Yeah, that have yeah, been called yeah. soft skills um, and yeah. they've been kept and, and held down in middle management. And I think it's it's part of what inspired us to start, we think, because the reality is it they need to be at the highest level. Both men and women, masculine and feminine, work best in harmony and work best together. And we need that at the highest levels, um, like you said, because it can become so toxic otherwise. And then you have people, you know, having to push forth agendas that, that are imbalanced to begin with. Um, so I, I really appreciate that you, uh, have gotten to that place as a man and, um, you're, you're a very blessed man and highly favored to have, uh, received a wife as amazing as Carmina. Yeah. I feel blessed. I, yeah. I definitely look at our wedding as the most important, significant day of my life. It's, Aww. it's, uh, and it's something that's so funny. Like dudes, we don't talk about this enough. Yeah. Like, women romanticize getting married way, way more much. than you do. Yeah. I think we avoid it like the plague most of the time. Mm -hmm. Most of my men that I talk to actually sound like we're conceding. Yeah. 
the language around it has been very derogatory and very like as if, yeah, you're conceding, you're giving in to kind of society expectation and all this stuff. And it's like, really? Because you're not going to be free anymore. Like, where did yeah. that come from? I feel the more free, the most free I've ever felt in my entire life. So I want to explore everything now because we're married. I'm like, yeah, let's do all the things I've never done. Before. All the things. Yes. <laughs> Freedom just looks different in, in a marriage because yeah. I think the deeper level of commitment creates a deeper level of trust. Mm-hmm. So then we're, we're willing to go places with each other that we wouldn't necessarily have gone before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like in our sex life that we'd be willing to say, Hey, are you, are you into this? Yeah. Or you yeah. that. And, and, so that's, I think, what you mean by freedom, right? And yeah. Then, and then being able to know that you can go off, have a date with your gals. Gals. When's the last time I said gals? That's probably like, been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Feels like an you old know? word. But yeah, that, that idea that like there's a trust there that binds us, that bonds us no matter what goes on. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think, I think because I, I feel so safe. Mm-hmm. Because I feel so safe, I am willing to experiment, you know, like jump into the unknown. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Definitely. And in the past, there's no, like, I was such a square. I was Mm -hmm. such a square because there wasn't certainty. Mm -hmm. And I was going from one person to another to another. It was like one position and that's it. (laughs) It's sad. Really sad. It's really really sad. sad. by the way she just uh, talked about it as if she was very promiscuous but she didn't go from one person to the other in the way that that might have occurred to you just now <laughs> she said one position to another <laughs> <laughs> just using language just, just saying um well i love that and thank you guys both so much for just sharing all of that with us because i think it's good for i think people need to hear more examples like this and Um, both from the feminine and the masculine perspective and to get to hear how you guys balance it. If there's any like one tip or tool or modality that you've learned aside from naming your ego sweet Mickey and putting him in his place sometimes, if there's one tool that you've learned to help you gauge and access and and manage that kind of masculine feminine energy with yourself and, and with your partner, what would that be? Ooh, dancing. Dancing. I play a song throughout my day and like it happens like five times a day where he's working a ton. I'll just play a song. I'll interrupt. I'll dance. We'll dance together. And he dips me and the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I, I love to like swirl and twirl and that totally moves me into my feminine big mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I need a break sometimes and that's a really nice break. I think for me, the biggest tool has been meditation because it allows me to have the objectivity in real time mm. to actually know when to access my masculine, know when to access my feminine. But without that objectivity, that space, I call it the space, like it creates space between the moment happening and, and the awareness to be able to make a different choice. Respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Respond instead of react. Well, y'all are my favorite. I can't stop smiling. I can't stop smiling over here. I think that my divine masculine just poured into my body. Okay. And when I get married next year, I'm like, yeah, remember that time with Caduceus and Carmina? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was it. Okay, guys. So I'll be your next testimonial. Okay. Yeah. Um, but we so appreciate you guys, your openness and your just 
ability to share has been awesome. And I can guarantee you that our 13 listeners are going to be so excited <laughs> to hear all of this. Okay, guys. Yeah. And to the audience, uh, check them out uh, at Camera Ready Now. Correct? Oh, we got a little fun update. Oh. We, we are now at CameraReady.co. So CameraReady.co. Okay. And we're also at Camera Ready on Instagram. So we just streamline the operation. Beautiful. I love it. So they're at Camera Ready on Instagram and CameraReady.co online. They have classes coming up this December and January in New York and LA. I can't recommend the Camera Ready experience enough. So um, if you're one of our 13 listeners, (laughs) go check them out. (laughs) Check them out. Um, and you too, thank you so much. Seriously. This has just been a beautiful conversation and you guys really are an inspiration. It's, it's wonderful to see this kind of love. So thank you. Uh, We love you you so much. This is great. And now now you've got 15 listeners. Okay. All right. You guys can find us at wethinkcollective.com or you can email us grow at wethinkcollective.com. And we out. Bye.